so he used to always say that i have changed myself i have i was i used to hit i'll throw things i used to get mad at you i used to hit you now i don't do that so i have changed myself but it's you who has all the high expectations from everybody around you and you cannot be happy with anything so it's your problem it's not my problem welcome to the covert narcissism podcast i'm your host renee swanson Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Covert Narcissism Podcast. I'm your host, Renee Swanson, and I'm super excited to continue this journey of stories of hope where we have people sharing their life with you so you can hear from others who've been through this nightmare and are now uh, in a position where they're ready to share their story and show that there is hope to be found, there is peace to be found. And we're continuing on this, so I'm really excited today. Uh, I have a guest here today. Her name is Pooja. And Pooja, thank you so much for joining us here. Thank you so much for having me, Renee. Um, so I'm glad to be able to share my story. Okay, well, I'm really looking forward to it, so thank you. Can you get us started by maybe giving us a snapshot of you know, your life that, that brought you to this place of covert narcissism you know, education? Sure. So I'm an Indian. I was uh, I was born and raised in India. I got to the United States after after I got married and I was married very early at the age of 23. So at the time when I was and it was an arranged marriage, like it happens in many of the Indian families. And that that when I got here, I I was very young, very naive. So not sure what was going on. I, I came from a very happy uh, square family with uh, with a brother uh, brother mom dad so it was it was a it was a nice happy uh, childhood and when I got married I had I just I within a month of getting married I came to the U.S. with a new country so I was not sure um, what what was going on in the beginning I was I just I just couldn't understand what's going on sure. so uh, fast forward six years later. Uh, he was uh, my husband was uh, very uh, very aggressive. He was kind of an overt um, narcissist then, and I filed for a divorce in Indian court that time because we were Indian citizens back then. And uh, by Indian law, we had to stay separate um, uh, for six months while when we when we uh, filed for a divorce. So we we were there, and during that time, we had to do couple counseling. So we did couple counseling here. Uh, Whatever that resulted in, I moved back in with him um, after after a year, and then ten years later, I was I found myself searching the internet. Am I going crazy? Because yeah. I was not sure what was going on with me. So, and that's how I found um, I found um, Dr. Ramney's mm -hmm. podcast. I found a book uh, by um, by Avery Neal, which says, "If he's so great, why do I feel so bad?" And it was like I was all written all over that book. And that's how I got into this narcissism. And I got to know about your podcast from Apple Podcast. And then I found the amazing group that you have, the COVID narcissism group, which is really helpful. And I really figured, I really found out that I'm not alone. Right. Then I started counseling with Avery also. So it all, it all just all brought us together. And then I filed for a divorce in last year in um, October of 22. And now I'm finally divorced, happy in my own own uh, own life, and peaceful. Most wow. important. 
Wow. No, yes, definitely most important. And um, and you have a child. How is your child doing? He's he's a he's he's old. He's 16 years old. So he's he's doing he knew that things are not right with within us. So he has seen us fighting, arguing all the time. And he knew he when when the first divorce happened, he was three years old. So he probably doesn't remember what doesn't didn't knew anything and doesn't remember anything about that. But now he knew that this is going to come because he has seen us not going along well. So now he that we are separated. He's he he said later to me that I'm glad that one of you finally made a decision to do this. So wow. he's he's old enough to understand what was going on and. He he's he adjusted pretty pretty well to all the custody arrangements and everything. When you said that you did couples counseling six years into the marriage, and then you did couples counseling and went back into the marriage then, and you were required to do the couples counseling. Do you recall was the couples counseling was it actually helpful? Was it you know did they really understand what was going on in regards to narcissism, or did it just kind of put you right back into the cycle? Uh, it was confusing to say the say the least. I mean, I was not sure what couples counseling mean till that time. We used to have a session together and we used to argue with each other most of the time. So uh, at some point, the counselor started taking us individually, like instead of us having going together, he started taking us together. Uh, he's taking us individually. So it was it was okay, but he he was I don't think he was understanding the narcissism and what what my husband was doing. Mm -hmm. He was my husband started doing his childhood uh, drama, like how his childhood was so troubled and uh, how he was so troubled as he never had any love from his parents and whatnot. So my counselor at the end of the counseling, it was like my counselor was like, hey, he had a bad childhood. He's ready to make changes. He ready, he's ready to amend a lot of things. So let's like you should give him a chance. And then uh, he was like, I didn't know anything about narcissism then. So I was like, OK, yeah, if he's ready to change, I should probably give it a chance for my sake of my son, who was three years old then. Right. So. So I was like, okay, yeah, let's give it a chance and let's see how, how it goes if he's ready to amend a lot of things. And the thing is, after the counseling, after the couple's counseling, he kind of became covert. He was very, very aggressive before then. Like he used to throw things. He used to hit me. Um, but after the counseling, after those, after that period of one year of staying separate, he became covert. And after that, he started doing things which I was not, I was again not aware of. Hey, these are the things. Not a, these are not the right things to do in a mm -hmm. marriage, too. You mm -hmm. know, just kind of gaslighting. And I used to blame myself that I'm doing this all wrong. I'm too emotional. Um, I, I expect too many things. I'm never satisfied. And I started blaming myself. And I went into that rabbit hole. Yeah. Afterwards. So. Okay. That's interesting because a lot of people go from a marriage of an overt narcissist to a marriage, like a second marriage of a covert narcissist, because it can look so different and it doesn't appear to be the, the same as what you had before. Right. So you had that happen within your marriage. Like you had an overt narcissist that then became a covert narcissist. Covert, yeah. And then his argument used to be, look, I, I was I was doing that. I never do it. I have changed myself. You are saying like when we used to argue later. He used to say, you said that, like, I used to say that 
we we have, I have come back because you amended a lot of things that you will change. So he used to always say that I have changed myself. I have I was I used to hit I'll throw things. I used to get mad at you. I used to hit you. Now I don't do that. So I have changed myself. But it's you who has all the high expectations from everybody around you. And you cannot be happy with anything. So it's your problem. It's not my problem. Wow. And that's what caused me getting into so so much of confusion like that fog that you have said in your podcast also many times. It's I had a fear of what am I doing? I, I had a fear. I, first, first of all, I've had a confusion of what am I doing wrong? The second thing is I had a guilt that I might, I'm doing this to my family and my house and my son. Mm-hmm. And then, then there is an obligation that I have like a Indian mentality of keeping the family together. Mm-hmm. That obligation of Indian, uh, Indian married woman that that is mm-hmm. on me from years, like from Indian tradition. Right. So mm-hmm. I was I was completely lost in all of that for eight, eighteen years. Wow. Like, I would say. Yeah. So so where are you today? What does life look like for you now? So now I am, like I said, I'm happily uh, divorced. Our divorce process is complete just about a month ago. I have got my name back. I changed my name after marriage. So now I got my original name back. So I, I feel like I got my identity back. Yeah. My my husband never let us adopt any pets. I love cats. So I adopted two cats now. So I have a small family of two cats, myself and my son. I have a job. So my money financially, I was not dependent on him. I was always working. That one thing that I knew from the beginning that if I stop working, I will be too much dependent on him. So that thing I continued throughout my marriage is I used, I had, once I came here within a one and a half year, I start, I got my work permit. So after, since then I'm working. So I was, I was never financially dependent on him anyways. Um, so now I, I have my house, I have my two pets and my son. So I'm very peaceful and very happy with with uh, how I'm living. It's it's not easy. Yes. It's definitely hard. There are things that come up every single day that that I never never thought of or never paid attention to in the past. But but I'm learning and I'm I'm being happy in my space. Like I, there was a point where I never used to feel coming back to house. Uh, from outside. So now, like, I feel happy to be in my house all the time. That's an amazing feeling is when you can be in your own home and be peaceful and happy. Yes. Yeah. So, so with, uh, with a divorce being that fresh, uh, a lot of times the, the feelings of all the sadness and grief and, and anger even can come out first before we reach that peace, that place of peacefulness, have you experienced that? Or did that come out before the divorce and, and was part of your healing journey? It did come out. Uh, the, the divorce was like really long. We, I, like I said, I filed in October of 22, but he was not served until December of 22. So it was, it was a long time. And his father uh, used to stay with us here. So it was him and his father who who I assume was like him too. Like that's why he was like like that, like a covert narcissist kind of person. Mm-hmm. And both of them, I was staying with them. I he was not served, so I couldn't tell him that I have filed for a divorce. So I was just staying with them like that. And then finally he was served in December. We had our mediation and everything 
um, till April, and he moved out of the house on April, April 1st of last year. So since then, I'm living alone. Even if we were not officially divorced, I'm I'm staying living alone. So it's been it's been almost um, almost nine eight nine months now that I'm living alone. So the initial initial few months were really really stressful because like in this big house, I'm staying alone in the big house, like looking at the walls. It was it was really stressful. I used to get scared, you know, going upstairs in the night because not sure what will happen downstairs when right. I'm not here. Right. But yeah, eventually it got down. I, I got used to it. And now it's very, very, very peaceful and very easy. Good. Good. I bring that up because a lot of people can confuse that that period of grief and sadness and even depression that can hit there. They will confuse that with it must mean that I want the relationship back. And that's not the case. That's not the case. Another thing is I was doing, like I said, I was Avery Neal, whose book I read. I reached out to her and she's my counselor now. I'm still doing the counseling with her. So throughout my journey, even before I filed for divorce, I used to do counseling with her to talk to her about my experience. And she kind of walked me through. So she's there right even till now. So whenever I feel anything, whenever I feel lonely, like how to deal with my friends, like because I'm different now, all my friends are have a different life and my priorities are different. My life is different. Mm-hmm. And I still don't have that circle of single single moms or single women. Mm-hmm. So it gets different sometimes when I get into with my old friends, their life, their topics of discussion. I feel like odd odd person in that group now. Okay. So she's been really, Avery has been really helpful in that. That counseling has been really helpful for me to walk okay. me through all these things. And she's been really uh, the guide for me through through my journey. Good. So yeah, I was I was depressed. I was lonely for first few months, maybe say four or five months when I started. But like since since maybe um, maybe four uh, October of last year is when I started getting into this. I started some uh, meditation too. I was not at all uh, like my mind was so confused that I was not even know. I didn't even know what to what to do with my confused mind so i started doing meditation and some yoga so that start that helped me too um, good to uh, to go some some spiritual work um that that helped me too to calm my mind down yeah i highly recommend that you know and i and i talk about it some in my podcast but i do highly recommend meditation as a way to just get because our mind goes into hyperdrive in these marriages and it continues even after a separation or divorce that hyperdrive doesn't go away immediately and and so you've got to find some path the mindfulness or meditation to help you calm your mind back down yeah and that, that really helped i would say the same thing i would recommend meditation to anybody who is trying to get them so even if you even if you are in the relationship i know it you can't even think of meditating that time but even if your mind wanders just sit there for yourself for a few minutes and just focus on your breathing yeah. how much like and it, it 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 was very difficult for me i couldn't concentrate for for a second initially but now that i'm doing it for a few months i can be in the moment for for at least like 5 10 minutes now right so it will come it does get better 
<laughs> it gets it does get better but initially you will be like hey i cannot do this this is not working for me but you have to get give it time yeah okay so to those out there listening uh is there anything you would say to those who are who are living this nightmare they're still in that brain fog and uh, and they're listening to you today what message of hope do you have for them the message i will give to them is it does get like if you're in the relationship and you're confused you see there's nothing coming and your life is done like you have nothing else than this this marriage or this relationship that's left in your life but think about it's about your perspective how you look at things so even if you see it that way there is another perspective to it and the other perspective is beautiful the other way of living life is beautiful it's scary living single like uh, for me the narcissistic relationship was through a marriage and living single was the scariest thought in the foreign country i don't have any family around here it's, i have a lot of friends but i don't have any family here so living uh, alone in a foreign country away like or six at 16 17 hours away from your family even to fly you know mm-hmm. it's it's a very scary thought when you're not when you're when you're when you're alone and you have kids to take care of and you have to manage your finances you have to manage your life but again you have to take the chance look at the perspective like you have to do it for you like you renee say all the time it's for your peace Mm-hmm. if you that peace brings like makes you handle everything else in life when you have that peace of mind you will do everything so look at the other perspective of the things like even if it is looking r- bad right now look at the other side and see how just imagine if you are out of that relationship how peaceful and how happy your life will be mm-hmm. and that peace will help you go through any other struggles that you might have that is a beautiful message and thank you so much for saying it if you change your perspective everything changes like just being able to manage to get your mind to see a different opportunity and a different perspective and the world can look totally different yes okay well puja thank you so much for being here and for sharing your story it really touches my heart that people are eager to reach out and help this world that that needs to hear this message so thank you so much thank you for having me renee and to everyone out there listening uh thank you for for joining us today and i wish you so much peace on your journey of healing You have been listening to the Covert Narcissism Podcast with your host, Renee Swanson. Be sure to check out our website at www.covertnarcissism.com. There you will find many resources just for you to help you on this journey. You can also reach out to me by email at Renee, R-E-N-E-E, at cnglifecoaching.com. Those letters are CNG as in Covert Narcissism Group. I do look forward to hearing from you. I wish you so much peace on your journey of healing. The information provided by Renee Swanson and the Covert Narcissism Podcast is for educational purposes only and is not to be used for diagnosis purposes and not intended to be a substitute for clinical care. Please consult a healthcare provider for guidance specific to your case. This material discusses narcissism in general. It does not claim that any specific person has narcissism and should not be used to refer to any specific person as having narcissism. 
Permission is not granted to link to or repost this material to support an allegation or a claim that any specific person is a narcissist. That would be an unauthorized misuse of the material and information provided.